Hello and welcome to the Big Bad Bike Show, the podcast that has three average blokes sharing their love of bikes and trying to talk about them. I am your host today, the Up North Biker, Ash Hoare, and as usual, joining me and handing you the news is Chris Chippy Ballard. Hello. For all of our avid listeners out there, which is not many, we don't have our usual host Sam, but myself and Chippy will try and do our best for you. If yes. you are listening on uh, YouTube, please like and subscribe and hit that notification bell too. That way you won't miss any episodes. So how are you, Chippy? I'm all good. This is really weird not having Sam here. It is. But... It is so strange. But he is going to be <laughs> listening to this. And he's going to be giving us feedback and telling us how bad we are. Yeah, there's not going to be any good feedback from this from Sam. Nah. Let's, let's face it. I mean, it's not. you know, he gets uh, m- most of his... Uh, Sort of leadership skills from uh, Rommel's tank manual. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes, but he's not here to stop us from messing about and ruining his pod. Yeah, I know. And I'm editing it as well, so I can. Uh, you can really mess it up. Yeah, I can. Ju- we can just do what we want this week. It's <laughs> like our parents have gone out for the night and we're just left in the house alone. <laughs> Get the paintball guns out. Yeah. Uh, so, coming up on the show, we've got the all new Who Am I? Uh, we're going to be catching up on the MotoGP at Jerez, and Hareth. what we know... What? It's Jerez, not Jerez. Oh, sorry, Jerez. As usual, everybody knows I'm not good with words, that's just me. Uh, and also what we know so far about the BSB at Alton Park. We are also looking forward to the World Superbikes in Catalonia and the Northwest 200. Mm. Yeah, so that's what we're going to be covering today. Yes, I mean it says what we know so far about the BSB at Alton Park. That's because we're recording on Sunday, but because BSB over the bank holiday has the main races on the Monday, due to work commitments, we can't do Monday. So we're kind of going to have to catch up on the BSB next week. But we can talk about qualifying in the sprint race today. Yeah, we can talk about that, and obviously we can on next week's show. We can talk. Well, say next week, the week after, we can talk about possibly talk about the race for the yes. uh, BSB as well. Um, so yeah, as I said before, unfortunately Sam could not make it this week due to work commitments, but me and Chippy should be able to handle it. There may be a bit more arguing than you used to, and probably a lot more BS than usual. Um, but bear with us, our podcast dad is not here to break it up, so you just need to, yeah, just keep listening in. As we know, nobody ever listens past six minutes, let me just check the timer. Oh, no, hold on, we're only three minutes in, so there'll still be people listening. Yeah, I'll still have one or two. So, apart from work, what have you been up to, Chippy? Um, well, there's a bit of a confession from me. I haven't watched much of the bikes. Well, I've watched... Actually, I have watched m- m- most of the bikes. I haven't watched qualifying for Moto2 or Moto3 uh, because the World Snooker Championship's been on, and I've actually got it on now, and I'm watching the final between Mark Selby and Brissell. Hold on, uh, you've got the this... you've got the snooker on right now. Yeah, I mean I've got it on silent, but <laughs> I'm watching the snooker. I've missed loads of it today. Oh yeah, complete so professional this lad. I haven't even got my telly on. I've literally got 100 percent concentration into this, and you're just uh, fobbing it off. It's quite a good frame actually at the minute. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been I've been watching that, getting quite into the snooker. I do like the snooker. Um, but I tell you what, I haven't been doing this week. I haven't What's been at a barbecue. Because right. you had one and didn't invite me round. Yeah, but it wasn't that type of barbecue where you invite people round. It was just like a last minute thought. Oh, should we with kids? Should we have a barbecue? Yeah, yeah. Let's just go grab some quick stuff and have a barbie. 
You know, well, first one still could have invited me round. Yeah, but you could just once... bought a little bit. More. I could have even brought my own food. Could have just been nice to have an invite. I mean, I wouldn't have gone, but it would have been nice to have had an invite. Yeah, well, I'll invite you to the next one when I have a proper Barbie. Mm. I want to get all the I want to get all the patio pressure washers and stuff. I'm not a massive fan of barbecues anyway. I know. I'll probably, do you know what? I'll, do, I'll put loads of effort into getting it all sorted. <laughs> get the garden all nice. I'll be like, oh, Chip, Chip do you and Nicola want to come around for a barbecue? Nah. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> it's literally what will happen. Mm. But what have you been up to anyway? Uh, so, um, just recently, I have been able to acquire an Africa twin, um, mm. which I've been wanting to ride for ages. Um, it's actually uh, my mum's fella's bike, and he said that I could have a ride on it. So uh, I was going to do the Ninja 300 review this podcast, but I've got something better planned. I'm planning something in the works to go on YouTube, which will be better. So I'm going to be, be good. cracking out my GoPro and getting some footage. And you know, Ninja 300 is a great bike, but I think people will be more interested in listening about the Africa Twin 1100. Is that not what you had in Cyprus, the Ninja? It is, yeah. That's uh, the Ninja three hundred I had out there. It's a great little bike that was. Yeah, it was alright actually. But obviously, I had to sell it. Um, And also, I got myself a new hoodie. Right. Uh, Showing my support for Russell Road Racing in the TT. Yeah, Um, I'm I'm not going to buy one, but I'll be keeping my eye on him. Well, because I'm tight enough now, possibly. (laughs) Well, no, I have got a mortgage coming up that I'm going to be... Oh, what, for the house that you bought that you didn't tell me about? Yeah, the one that I didn't tell you about because... Yeah. yeah. It was mm. a secret back then. Oh, it wasn't a secret when it was plastered over Facebook, though, and I hear it from someone else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, on that, uh, yeah, so I've got a Russell ra- uh, Road Racing hoodie and all the proceeds of that go uh, towards uh, Michael Russell. Uh, it's weird calling him Michael Russell. I know him as Jack, so um, yeah. it's uh, be nice to help Jack out with the uh, TT anyway, a bit of funding for that. Yeah. Um, that's all I've been doing, really, except from work, obviously, a cheeky little bank holiday, which is cool. Well, I'm glad it was for you. I was working. I've just finished a 12-hour shift. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm in tomorrow night as well for the bank holiday Monday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And are you, in work for the, uh, are you, are you going to be in work for the coronation as well? Yes. I'm on a day <laughs> shift for that. I'm off for that too. <laughs> so some of us actually work for a living. Anyway, we're not going to bicker. No, come on. See, this is what's happening. We've got to pretend that Sam's here breaking <laughs> us up. I'm off for a shire. Oh, I can't do an Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for a shire. Oh, God. Big Daz is going to hate me now as well. Uh, so, <laughs> have we got any uh, feedback from last week? Uh, there wasn't really that I've heard. The only thing was about the editing, which I'm just going to say to you, Ash, thank you for hitting record because it was so much better editing last week. It was so much easier. And I actually did the whole episode. I didn't just do 12 minutes. Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah, because you didn't have to do it on OBS. I, do you know? Literally, yeah. as you just said that, even though, even though I know I hit record, I absolutely shat myself and just put up audacity there to make sure I was recording. Yeah, I just made sure I've, I've hit record <laughs> as well. We're at seven minutes get, now. Nobody's listening anymore. Get to the end of it. And it's just like I didn't hit record again. <laughs> oh god. Um, yeah. yeah, I haven't received any feedback either. Um, I only hear stuff like word of mouth, but we're not allowed to talk about that because obviously. It hasn't been come through the email. 
so I suppose we'll move on to the uh, the Who Am I from last week. Yes. Oh, it was and mine this last your, week, wasn't This it? was yours, and I guessed it right, didn't I? No, you didn't guess it right. You Googled it, and then didn't Google made it. out like it was guess. You're like, oh, I think it might be, and then it was You clearly. told me, you told me when we were around at yours at Racing that he'd won the 2009 European Superstock. No, I didn't, because I didn't know that till last week. Yeah, but anyway, the clues <laughs> were, I was born in London in 1989... The second clue was I won the 2009 European Superstock 600 Championship. And the third and final clue was I have also competed in World Supersport, Moto2 and the Endurance World Championship. And it was uh, Gino Rea. It was, but, and I, I answered that right. Yeah, but the thing is, he came on, he was on uh, one of the MotoGP programs the other day. And I was like, oh, there's Gino Rea. And you're like, who's that? And I'd sit there and explain to you. I was like, oh, I used to race in BSB. And, yeah, but you, you know, told massive... me who he was. You told me that no, then that no, he won the no, European no, 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 Superstock. No. no, I didn't say that. I said he had a massive crash. I think it was at the <laughs> endurance race. He had a massive crash. And uh, he he was like really badly injured. I'd never mentioned European Superstock because I never <laughs> knew he won it. He definitely did. So are we going to um, have a confession? Well, um, you Googled it? No, I didn't Google it. Just a little confession? Hmm? Just a little confession? Want to talk just... about it? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck was that um, you definitely did google it though I didn't uh, Big Dazza as usual our only fan he uh, <laughs> once again answered but he did the same this week as he did with me last week he had to google it he had to, oh yes so um, it's it's now me and you that have conquered I'm Big, surprised Big you Dazza. didn't get that well <sighs> I mean oh. I don't know Big Dazza I don't know like where his speciality is with bikes. But I, I, I like how we keep calling him Big Dazza and Sam's not even here this time and apparently hates being called Big Dazza. So Big Dazza, we're really, really sorry. Yeah, sorry, Big Dazza. Um, we really do appreciate your support, Dazza. You're literally like the only person that listens. Yeah. Um, the only person that gets in touch. Yeah. Um, and Sam is the only person to conquer him now, basically. Mm. He's the only one to make him Google. That's like yes. a little. It's like my little task every week now. Yeah. Well, me and you have beaten him. Sam we haven't have. beaten him yet, and I don't think he's going to with this week's either because Sam sent uh, the clues in for us to read out. So I'll let you do the honors. Okay. So the clues. Oh God, I've just read the clues. So the clues this week. I was born in Belfast in 1964. In 2001, I won the race in the Netherlands on board a 250 Aprilia. And I once appeared in a movie playing the supporting role alongside Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Extra points if you know the movie title. Um, Obviously, if if they're born in Belfast, Big Daz is probably going to know it because they're both Irish, aren't they? Um, (laughs) But that's obviously not being me being, obviously, racist or anything. (laughs) They they are Irish. I once appeared in a movie, played the sporting role alongside Scarlett Johansson. See, when I think of Scarlett Johansson, all I'm thinking of is like the Marvel movies. But I don't think it'll. That's what it'll be. It'll be some sort of like rom-com chick flick or something. I've I, my knowledge of films, as you know, is really bad. Yeah, I it is wouldn't terrible. be able to say who Scarlett Johansson is, and I definitely wouldn't be able to get the film or this. Who am I? So I'm gonna have to Google this one as well. I think you should Google Scarlett Johansson first. Well, Surely Nicola you know Hutchinson. who she is. I don't recognise her. Hmm. She's not all that. I thought she'd be 
Yeah, but what you need to see, you need to see her in like you need to see her in like Avengers and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not into that stuff. You know, Ooh. I don't like superhero stuff. I'm I know, same. I know, you don't like superhero stuff. But I'm anyway, exactly the same. <laughs> Anyways, if you would like to contact us, you can email us at podcast at bigbadbs.co.uk. And if you don't want to leave your name, uh, you can uh, use a pseudonym. The more bizarre, the better. And you can also follow us on Twitter. Just search the Big Bad BS, or one word, in the search, and you will find it. You could leave a comment on YouTube, and also you, we've got our Facebook group as well, which is probably the more popular one, I'd say. Yeah, the Facebook group is. Yeah, that's probably what we've got most members on. Not yeah. Mind you, some people have started putting some stuff on there now. Yeah, we're getting a little bit more interaction, which is good. That's what we need. We need people interacting, because it kind of yeah, makes we it do. more fun. It and does make it more fun. And it also makes us feel like, oh, people are actually listening to us. Well, this is why I want to make that hoodie for when we go to the BSB. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I was doing that, and then I got distracted. Yeah, I made Because then, no, nah, we'll find out where they're recording, like, doing the interviews, and I can stand in the background, <laughs> like, thumbs up, pointing at the old... Yeah. Pointing at the old... <laughs> Big Bad Bike Show logo. Yeah. See if we can get some people. I could do something really extravagant, like take my trousers off or something, you know. You could run on the track. Actually, no, let's not do that. <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> get absolutely blacklisted from everywhere. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not do that. We're not condoning them kind of actions. No. Uh, should we crack on with the news then? Shall we? Right, so for once, I actually have quite a bit of news. Um, this is good. Yeah, for a change. The last few weeks have been quite, uh, quite dry. It's been quite bare, hasn't it? And anything I've yeah. come up with clearly wasn't good enough. So no, you no, the, your stories were crap. Anyway, <laughs> um, but unfortunately, all the news I've got this week isn't all good. So I'm going to start off with the bad stuff and then finish off with the better news. Yeah, I think that's probably um, better. <clears throat> yes. So the first bong. Uh, firstly, the inquest into Keith Farmer's death has heard he took his own life after retiring from the sport and was also struggling with the breakdown of his relationship with his long-term partner, who he had two children with. Uh, I don't want to go into too much because it's not a nice thing to talk about. And if you do want to find out about the inquest and what's happened, there's news articles online about it. Um, obviously, it's a shame what happened, but I, I think it's important everyone remembers how much of a top bloke he was. Yeah. Um, and probably a good time to remind everyone if they are struggling, please reach out and talk to someone. Absolutely. Um, yes, but I think in the sort of motorbike world or racing world in general, uh, there's, I think it's becoming more of a bigger thing, mental health, because there's a lot of, I've heard of a lot of stories of like riders and stuff when they finish and they, they struggle with sort of how to replace the racing and, yeah. and stuff like that. And they, they struggle with like depression and stuff, but. I'm not going to go into it too much because I don't know a lot about it and I don't want to... Like, well, it's like... Uh, I know it's obviously off topic because it's not bikes, but it's like Tyson Fury. He obviously kept... We, we went and watched his last fight and he re- said he was retiring. and then mm. But he had to come back because he came, he became depressed. Yeah. Because he, he just didn't know what to do with his time. He, all he wants to do is just carry on scrapping. Mm. I'm kind of glad he did in a way because we get Tyson Fury back. But. Yeah, I love Tyson Fury. <laughs> he's class, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I could watch him all the time. I oh, know, he's brilliant. Mm. Anyway, the next bong. 
the next not so nice bit of news uh, is someone that we talk about quite regularly on the pod, Johnny Garness. Uh, Vision Track Racing confirmed this week that he suffered a fractured skull and bleeding on the brain following a crash and testing in Estoril. Uh, he high-sided and was struck by another rider while he was on the ground. Surgeons have said uh, he shouldn't require surgery, which is a positive in this story. Uh, but the team has asked for everyone to respect his family's privacy. Um, Naturally, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, I've heard he's he's like, he's awake and talking in that. He doesn't remember anything about the crash. And, well, I'm um, surprised. Yeah, I, th- I think it was three bleeds on the brain he had. Wow. Um, um, how old is he? 14? 14 or 15, I think. Bloody hell. Yeah, young lad. But I mean, I mean because he I, is a young lad, he'll probably bounce back. I'm hoping he does because he's uh, he's a really classy little rider, really. Yeah, I mean, I was at Knock Hill when uh, Casey O'Gorman he had a massive crash on the first corner. I remember you I, saying I was, about that. Yeah, me and my sister and that we were just stood there and were like, that's that's a really nasty crash. But I mean, he he just you know I think he fractured a few bones in that, but he, uh, he they're just kids, aren't they? They just bounce back from it, so. Yeah, they're just Hopefully, fingers off. crossed. Yeah, fingers Un- crossed. Unlike, he's, uh, uh, he's be unlike right. obviously Marquez, who obviously now these days he, I mean he, he spreads some Here jam on go. his toast and he breaks his finger because <laughs> he's an OAP, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite what, as old as What was though. Sam calling him last week, Senor Gasso or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sen- Mr. Glass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh well, I hope he gets better, gets better soon, and it'd be nice to see him back on uh, back on the bike. I don't think it'll be any time soon, like. But no, it's a shame. I mean, I, I don't know if uh, British Tank Cups at um, Alton Park this weekend. I don't think it is. I haven't seen it, but I might be wrong. Hmm. Um, but yes, give well. us another ball. Uh, the Kazakhstan round of the MotoGP has been cancelled for this year due to homologation. I hate that word. Forget issues it. at the circuit along with current global operational challenges. It now means that 2023 won't be the longest ever MotoGP season as Kazakhstan won't be replaced. It also now means there'll be a five-week summer break and uh, Kazakhstan will now debut in the 2024 season, as it stands. Uh, there's also doubts over the Indian GP round as well. Uh, but as it stands, it'll be going ahead, meaning we'll have a 20-round season and 40 races, obviously with the sprint races. Yeah, but this is the eighth country in eight years to have signed a deal with Dorna and then failed to host the race. Oh, but I wonder why. I don't know. Apparently, Wales was one of them. I, I don't remember that in 2016. I don't know if that was World Superbikes. You know why this? Be. You know why it's been pulled out of Kazakhstan, don't you? Because this suit is not black. <laughs> <laughs> that whole this... episode would have just been. He bore out quotes the whole time. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> I'm so good it really would have been. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't have been very. I don't think we would have had many Kazakhs listening in. No. <laughs> Is that what you call somebody from Kazakhstan? Are they called a Kazakh? They are. They're called Kazakhs. Oh, that's good then. That's that's mm. okay. You would have thought that these countries that have signed a deal with Dorna, they'd be absolutely itching to get people racing there. Well, yeah. Because it's going to bring so much money into the country. Yeah, and a lot of these countries that have failed, they're, they're not massive countries. I mean, you've got Wales, Indonesia in 2019, obviously they host it now. There's Finland, Northern Ireland, Russia, I mean, they've got plenty of money. Brazil. I mean, I've, I've never heard of a racetrack in Wales. Well, there's 
Anglesey. I told you it's the British oh, Phillip God, Island. Yeah, of course you did. It's it's the best one of the best tracks in Britain, I think. Oh. Certainly the prettiest. It does look nice on the photo, I must admit. Mm. Um Yeah, you would have thought that uh these countries would be like, Well, yeah, let's crack on with it. We're gonna have the Moto GP here. Yeah. Get loads of money. Oh, imagine if they did it. It would be class if they did a um, yeah Anglesey, like you say, in Wales, Northern Ireland. That means there's three that we could watch in this country, pretty much. Yeah. Like, oh, obviously in in, in the UK, that would be brilliant. Yeah, it really would. Oh. I don't know if it would be Anglesey. I mean, it's. Mm. I, I've not really seen the track or any sorts of pictures of it, but well, maybe sure they can make it wide enough. Maybe it's Donna doing it. Maybe it's they're they're yeah. just they're requiring too much. Maybe. Um, and then you've also got to think: Do they have the right infrastructure to like accommodate mm. all them people that would be coming? Or maybe yeah. nobody wants to go to Wales because I don't like Wales. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Wales? Them. I hate Wales. Oh, okay. actually, no, it's not Wales. I hate it's the Welsh. I'm sorry if we've got any Welsh listeners. I doubt we have, but I hate the Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> what about James? Uh, no, James. Yeah, what? No, it's not really the Welsh people. It's the Welsh accent I hate. <laughs> and the weather. And how proud they are of their country. It just annoys me. Is that why you hate all those Yorkshire people as well, then? Yeah, it probably is, actually, because you're proud of where you're from. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's that that I hate. So you're telling me you're not proud of where you come from? No, it's different for me. Well, yeah, because you're from Birmingham. I won't be proud of being coming from there, either. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we're going off topic. We are. Another bong. Another bong. The penalties for breaking tyre pressure rules were supposed to be introduced in Jerez, but now it will be at least Mugello. Uh, this is in MotoGP, obviously. Uh, and there's people in the paddock saying uh, they don't think these penalties will ever happen. Um, I'll be honest, I don't really understand these rules. Apparently they're controversial. Um but Michelin are worried about anyone running a pressure too low will cause tyre failures, uh, which is apparently why they're not just letting the teams and the riders choose the pressures for themselves. See, I just think that's daft. Mm. They should be able I mean, to choose the tyre pressures. They should. But also, if they want to introduce these penalties, how hard is it to do? Just, It's not hard to measure a tyre pressure, and then if they're not in the regulations or whatever, just give them a penalty. Yeah, if you're going to do it, just do it. Yeah, but when when are they going to monitor? Surely they'll have to go around and check everybody's tyre pressure before they go. Yeah, or when they get back, or just pick people yeah, but at you random. can't do it when they get back, because they could have lost tyre pressure. I don't know. I don't know if it's before or after the race they're... Uh, I thought it was after the race they check. Mm, I think that's I'm not sure. I think that's a bit ridiculous myself. Maybe that's why it's controversial. I mean, I get there's obviously health and safety aspects to the tire and what the limit of the tire will do, mm. but like uh, like like I mentioned before, such as um, uh, Michael Russell, uh, Russell Road Racing, he told me the tire pressures that he uses in his bikes when he's racing on the road, and yeah. he obviously I know that's road racing; it's a bit different. But he has always stuck with them tyre pressures, and that's whether he's on the road racing or he's on the road just on his normal bike. Yeah. I think everybody should be able to choose their own tyre pressures. They're not going to be that far out anyway. Yeah. Because if you think about it, each rider's going to weigh differently. Yeah. Or have parameters, so it's got to be between this much and this much, but it's up to Mm. you to choose. Have like a sort of minimum safe level, whatever. Yeah, because... 
obviously a taller rider is going to be heavier. Yeah. And then they're getting obviously penalised for being tall. Mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't anyway. really understand it either, but I think she's no, going to have to choose neither. her own bloody tyre pressures myself. <laughs> yes. Another bomb? Uh, so that's four pieces of negative news. Uh, now it's time for a little bit of good news. Dorna have announced there'll be a new all-female class to follow the World Superbike series from 2024. It'll be a one-make series uh, that will span six rounds across Europe, and they're likely to be using middleweight capacity twin-cylinder production bikes. Now, I think this is really good. It's good for motorsport, it's good for women, it's good for everybody. Hold on. (laughs) You're you're liking something that's good for women? I've got... (sighs) I knew you were going to spin this back on me. It's good... (laughs) It's good for everybody. And so do you th- do you think Anna Carrasco should leave Moto Three and go for this World Superbike series? Well, I don't think she should be in Moto Three. I don't think she's deserved, especially after if she doesn't improve by the end of this season drastically. I don't think she's deserved herself another ride. But in she Moto does 3. deserve to go to Moto Three because she won the World Superbike Three Hundred series. Well, yeah, but now she's take she's made that step back to Moto Three. She hasn't done anything, so it's. She's going to have to make a step somewhere else. And I think yeah, that would be I'm, the perfect I place for her to go. She's definitely earned the right to be a Moto3. Obviously, she's not yeah, performing, she the right to performing where she should do. Yeah, she's, she earned the chance to have a go, but she's, well, do she's you just think, not doing it. Do you think that she should go into this, then? I think she should, and I think it will probably inspire a lot of girls and women to go into it and Can try I and beat her. Can I change the bet to no. the World Superbike no. Series in 2024. <laughs> no, because I'd probably put money on her winning that championship. <laughs> One extreme to the other. Yeah. She ain't getting a point this season. Oh, she's going to win. <laughs> but she'll be... Um, I'm pretty sure that it'll be like a proper world championship. They'll Whoever wins it will be known as a world champion. Well, that's pretty cool, actually. It um, is good. I, think I hope good. it does well, and I'll be looking forward to watching it. It's a shame it's only six rounds. Across Europe, yeah, it's I not why it's a very rounds. big championship. I don't know whether they can. Surely they can. Do Maybe it's because of time. I don't know because obviously they've got the the World Superbike Three Hundred series. They've got the Superstock mm. and the Superbikes, haven't they? Yeah. So Maybe. maybe it's just time thing. Maybe they'll have more times at different tracks. Yeah. Who knows? Who Should knows? See it play out in the next few weeks. Yeah. Another bomb. Uh, final bit of news. Hardly a surprise, Ash will be loving this. Valentino Rossi <laughs> has been made an official Yamaha brand ambassador. Well, it's about um, time, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's it's not really a surprise, but it has fueled a few rumours that the VR46 team will be switching from Ducati to Yamaha. Because um, Yamaha wants a satellite team. <sighs> but if you were running the VR46 team, why would you switch from a Ducati to a Yamaha? I think, With how much Yamaha's struggling, and how good the Ducati is, yeah, I think that'd be a really bad move. That would at, at the moment because Yamaha are having some right issues. Yeah, the only the on only bike bit, the only two but, bike manufacturers at the moment that seem to be performing is Ducati and KTM. Yeah, I was going to say so, if they're going to leave Ducati, KTM's the obvious choice, surely at the minute. I think I do. You know what? Even though obviously, I know obviously Rossi is now becoming this Yamaha brand ambassador, but. It's Valentino Rossi, who is Italian. It's his team on Italian bikes. Yeah. And they're think, all Italian riders. And they're Italian riders. I think it makes sense to keep it with Ducati. Yeah. Because Ducati aren't going to want to leave the VR46 team. 
No, you wouldn't have um, thought so. No, I think uh, I think it would be best if if they stuck with the Ducatis. But who knows what will happen if they're going to mm. switch it to a Yamaha satellite team? Then they need to pull the finger out of their ass, really, yeah. and get them Yamaha sorted. I mean, um, Yamaha really do want a satellite team back, so it's surely going to have to be one of the Ducati teams that are going to have to switch to them. Yeah, well, yeah, because there's more Ducatis than anything else now, isn't there? Yeah. Hmm, so, that's an interesting, interesting thought. Very interesting. I, and I'm, I'm surprised you've got it as good news, considering it's Valentino Rossi. Oh, for God's sake, I love Rossi. <laughs> I love seeing him there this weekend. <laughs> no, it was nice to see him, and it was really nice to um, obviously see him give uh, Bagnaia a wave and stuff like that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But that is the end of the news. Do 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 do. And the news. Do 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 Right, so should we uh, go into the racing then? Are we, we? Are we going to? Are we talking about qualifying? Because I didn't catch an awful lot of that. Um, well, I only or, saw MotoGP qualifying. I didn't see Moto Two or Moto Three. I didn't actually make any notes for the qualifying. Oh, did I make any notes for the qualifying? I think I might have. I don't think I did. Let me shove a little check. Was I watching the snooker? <laughs> yeah, no, so this no, is a bike show. We just watch snooker. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch qualifying. I just can't remember anything. It can't have been that exciting. I don't think it was, to be honest. No, I haven't got anything on it. Oh, hang on. Was it? Was it not? No, it was. It was good because it started to rain and there's people going out on wets, and then. It was basically whoever was going to be last across the line was going to get the best timing, I think, or something like that. I can't fully remember, if I'm honest. Mm. I should have written it down, which I is the whole point of this notes page. It is, yeah. <laughs> Lesson learned. I'll write it down next time. Yeah, but sorry, such Sam. as today... Yeah, sorry, Sam. Such as today, we were fighting over the bloody notes page. Um, so, yeah, well, there you go. Should, um, well, we may as well talk, talk about the sprint race, at least. Shall we? Uh, because I did take notes for the sprint race. Yeah, I took a few. Um, what did you think of the sprint then overall? I actually thought it was a very good sprint race. Probably mm. one of the best sprint races we've had. It was really good. I mean, what is going on with them KTMs at the moment? They're off the line. They are unreal. Yeah. They're just... I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of a GP bike. Do they come with launch control? Uh, yeah, I, I, I imagine they do. Yeah, they've all got the... Um, I can't think what they call it now. Whole shot device is what it's called. Yeah. But the KTMs just, when you see them all lined up, and at first you think, oh, it's just going to be the Ducatis take off. But the KTMs are just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> off we go. <laughs> I mean, I wrote it down somewhere else in the notes, I think. that um, I think KTM have got the best rider lineup out of everybody. With yeah. Brad Binder, Jack Miller and Pedrosa. Because Pedrosa is easily the best test rider there is. Absolutely. I think... Miller is always the best sort of number two rider. He's always the best teammate because he'll always help out the number one rider. Yeah. And Brad Binder is just something else this year. He's he's really grown on me as Binder. He's he's really, really good to watch. Um, He just, he pings it the whole way. Mm. I mean, that can sort of hinder him a little bit with tyre wear. Well, it hinders him a lot with tyre wear. Um, yes. But it's he's so good to watch. It's so entertaining, and obviously um, Pedrosa being a test rider. I mean, he's thirty-seven years old, and he got sixth place in the sprint race. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that's uh, brilliant. <laughs> wonder if Repsol Honda regret letting him go. 
Well, yeah, they probably do now. Because <laughs> imagine if he, obviously, you know, obviously with Mark Marquez having his injury and being away from that bike for so long, yeah. if they had had Pedrosa there, they would have had more time for him to test it. I mean, what is Stefan Bradle doing? He's no good. I, I don't, I'm not a massive fan of Bradle. I'm not either. Um, Surely he's not the best test rider they could get. Surely. Yeah. I, well. Should have stuck with Pedrosa, but it's too late now. Well, yeah. I mean, KTM aren't going to lose him now. And he's happy at KTM as a test rider as well. Mm. I mean, why? You wouldn't get rid of him. No. With the, and because him and, him and Jack Miller, obviously. I mean, would you. Jack Miller's got to be KTM number one rider, surely. No, I think Binder's number one. Jack Miller is the best teammate. He, he will help the other rider out. He'll give him pointers and that. He's. He's, I don't think he's one of them that needs to be the number one rider. I think he's happy helping out the team. He doesn't need to be, winning. but I, th- I think with his experience, I would say I would still say that Jack Miller's the number one. Do you reckon? Mm. I'm going to go Brad Binder personally. I do love Brad Binder. I think he's great. But I, I'd i have to say that Jack Miller's got to be the number one rider. Hmm. But yeah, it was a 1-2 in the sprint race before was, yeah. we had that nasty-looking crash with oh, uh, Morbidelli, yeah. Alex Marquez... Augusto Fernandez and Bezecchi, wasn't it? It was bad, um, and that was all because of well. So there's a bit of controversy on it in there because they're saying that it was. Um, well, I mean, Morbidelli got a penalty, didn't he? he yeah, he got a long lap penalty in the but main race it on was, Sunday. It, it was just a race incident. But it, I looked at the penalty, like the, the on the bit of paper it comes on. It said he was being ambitious, but that, that describes most overtakes. Yeah, it describes most overtakes. Been ambitious. There was a gap there. He went for it. Yeah, of course he did. And obviously, it was a racing incident. Yeah, and it, yeah, he wiped everybody, well, all them with three riders out, including himself. But mm. I think it was a bit unfair to give him a long lap penalty on that. Yeah, and Yamaha start, appealed it. They started the race again anyway. Yeah, yeah, Yamaha appealed it, which was uh, unsuccessful. Mm. But yeah, I, I think that was really harsh, personally. Well, yeah, Yam- we Yamaha the, uh, have been pretty unsuccessful this whole entire weekend, if you ask me. Yeah, for long lap penalties, the whole season, but, really. Um, yeah, I honestly don't think that was fair. But no. it got red flagged regardless, and obviously they started again, uh, yes. which was <laughs> which was good for Maverick Vinales because he had a shite start. Yeah, um, he had a really really bad start, and I bet he was just thinking because he obviously got held up by it all, didn't he? Yeah. Um, he, but he, uh, he must have been thinking, oh yeah, nice, get another, get another go in, like, because <laughs> he's never been very good with his starts, has he? No. You always see him practicing his starts. Where did he finish in the sprint race? I can't even remember where he finished now. I don't think he was too far back. Was he not? I can't remember. Uh, he was kind of like a grey man all weekend. I don't really remember seeing him much at all. He was never really involved in anything. No. I mean, the there was last a, lap of the main race. There was a hell of a lot of riders hitting track limits. They yeah. were all really. It started off with one or two riders, and then all of a sudden, like you saw on the screen, there was about ten riders were <laughs> hitting the limit. They were all really pushing. Yeah, um, I've really enjoyed this weekend. I think they've all been proper scrapping. Yeah, it's been good. Has, yeah, it has been a pretty good weekend actually. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that second well sorry, the sprint restart. 
it was Miller on the last lap, wasn't it? Which uh, he went wide, and that banged Nia through, who took second. Yeah. But yeah, all uh, all three factory KTM's in the top six in qualifying and in the sprint race. I tell that you now, I, I cannot believe how how far KTM have come in the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, do you know, what? I'm I'm gonna say it now. I think that that Ducati should be worried. Hmm. Because even when you see them on the straights, usually you see the Ducatis pulling away from stuff. Yeah. And they don't seem to be gaining that much on the straights from KTM. I mean, it wasn't that long ago when people were like, oh, no, you don't want to go to KTM. Like, KTM was sort of like the last place you'd go to. Yeah, exactly. It was like. And then it was Aprilia. And now it's like they're two of the best bikes to be on, really. It's Honda and Yamaha that everyone's avoiding. I know, yeah. They've (laughs) they've obviously reigned for years, haven't they? Yeah. Um, but I suppose it, it had to happen to the other manufacturers of, eventually. Yeah, and they'll bounce back eventually. But they will do, yeah, because this it, just happens, doesn't it? Ducati it does. will struggle eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was basically that kind of covers all the sprint, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, there was a few crashes. So. Um, Alex Marcus crashed out uh, on lap with uh, eight laps left. Um, yes, he did. Also, Taka Nakagami did. There's a surprise. <laughs> Poor lad. You know what? I do like him. I don't know I why. Do, but he's, I, I, he's, <laughs> he's had his chance and he, he hasn't has, taken it. Yes. Obviously, we were discussing Same this with earlier, weren't we, about uh, Taka Nakagami and his yeah. future and possible ride for other people. Mm. Um, Polis Bagra as well. He crashed out on turn nine in sprint. Well, Polis Bargro didn't. Sorry, Alish. not Polis Alicia Spargro. It's even written right in front of me. I just actually it's, read that. Yes. But for some reason, whenever I see a Spargro, I think of <laughs> Polis Bargro. We're going to talk about the Moto 2 in a bit, and you're going to say that Alex Slows won the race. Yeah, yeah, because obviously <laughs> I, I don't know which is which. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, Alex, Alex Slows just nipped over from World Superbikes and decided to spin <laughs> around on a Moto 2 bike. <laughs> And then decided to go up to the paddock and do a bit of commentating. Um, yes. <laughs> um, but the uh, even though, obviously, Pedrosa finished sixth in that race, the fighting between him and Oliveira was brilliant. Yeah, it was good, actually. I was quite impressed with uh, Oliveira this weekend. Yeah, he was really good, um, yeah, considering yeah, yeah. he's been pretty injured. And Yeah, um, I, I think he's a good rider. Joanne Mia. What a shocker he's having, isn't he, this season? Oh, my God. Crashed again. And again. It's, <laughs> it's that bike. It must be the bike. He's he's having a really, really difficult time uh, on that Repsol Honda. and mm. It's got to be wor- the worst bike on the grid. It really has to be. Certainly I don't know. I, oh, I don't know. Um, well, the at gas, least... Gas. At least, no, because I was going to say Yamaha, but then I'm thinking, well, at least Yamaha are actually finishing races. Well, they got a podium, didn't they? Was it Quattararo got a podium? Hmm. Did Morbidelli get one as well? I think at the start of the season. Yeah. Or second race, something like that. But uh, obviously, um, we had what's-his-face yeah. on the Repsol, didn't we? Uh, Ikea Lacona. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> You really like him, don't you? I do. Brian? I really like him, <laughs> and you I don't. Do. You don't know why, but I just. I just don't know. I just. I like. Well, I, let's in World Supers. I like. I like watching how he races that Honda. I mean, it, I don't dislike him. It's just it's another one of them really average riders that you seem to like, like Alex Rins. 
Alex Rins is a good rider. He is a good rider, but he's like, you know, he's not special. Mm. And he's not bad, he's just the in-betweener. <laughs> the in-betweeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I know this is a little bit off topic, as we always do, um, but did I dream it, or did I read somewhere that Suzuki were coming back to MotoGP? No, I think you dreamt that. Yeah, I think I maybe did. <laughs> that's what I thought and asked it, because I was just about to say, it'd be great, obviously, when Suzuki come back to MotoGP, Alex Rins could just piss off back there. But yeah. Um, No, yeah, I must have dreamt that. I think it was just mm. wishful thinking. <laughs> yes. I'll just, I'll just have a quick confirmatory look on Twitter. Oh, I right, can't okay. see anything about it. I must have dreamt it. <laughs> <laughs> wishful thinking I miss the Suzuki I miss Alex Rins on the Suzuki I thought it was brilliant um, yeah. oh, such a shame um, but like, going back to Brad Binder in that sprint race I mean some of the angle shots um, the shots of when he was going around the corner it was like he was riding a bloody speedway bike yeah it was sliding and I mean there was slide- a lot of sideways action this weekend wasn't <laughs> it really mainly was mainly from Brad Binder but it's because he's so aggressive with it yeah, and that's why I obviously he's just good to watch because he's so in sync with that KTM. Mm. Um, the way he came up to that corner, it was just he was sort of shifting forward but moving out slightly <laughs> as yeah. he was going round. Um, I, I don't know if that was just tyre wear. I think it was probably tyre wear because it was towards the end of the sprint. Um, yeah. But I was sort of like biting my fingernails, thinking, "Jesus Christ, don't be doing that." <laughs> <laughs> good to watch though. Yeah, um, I, I I don't know how many other bikes would be able to take that. No, See, Repsol uh, Honda, you just think that'd just fall over. Uh, yeah, but I mean, Mar- obviously we always got back to Marquez, but Marquez in his prime, he probably could. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, because when he when his bike tends to go over, he just used to stick his elbow and hold it up. Yeah, uh, which was but I don't think today's Repsol Honda could do that. No, no, absolutely not. So mm. far behind, and it's such a shame because I do like the bike. Yeah, and obviously I like Honda as a manufacturer. But there you go. Um, mm. I think that pretty much covers the sprint, doesn't it? Yes. Unless you can think of anything else. No. But it was a really good sprint race. It was. I really enjoyed it. Um, cool. Uh, do you want to go on to Moto Three and work up to Moto GP, or do you want to start with Moto GP? Just go to Moto Three, just to sort of chuck. Yeah. You know. Shuffle right, it about a bit. We'll go to Murphy. So, um, is this when we started fighting over the dock? It might have been, yeah. <laughs> well, basically, we've got the shared document, which we can all edit, and we can all see each other editing it, but we were both editing it at the same time, and we were both putting the same things on there, but the thing is, Ash was a little bit ahead of me, so he was writing stuff on there that I had I hadn't seen yet. So he was like, "Oh, someone so has just crashed," and I was getting really annoyed with him because I hadn't seen it, and he knows to like not tell me what happens before I've seen it. Yeah, but so, yeah, you we, did, we had, we had the, a bit of the thing is earlier. though, like obviously because I was ahead, I had to wait to put what I wanted onto the dock. And yeah, then by the like, time, but I was literally sat there with a phone in my hand, ready to type it in. Oh. Press, you can press just the wait buttons in 30 seconds. I said yeah, but the to problem you, is, I waited see 30 happens, s- wait 30 seconds and then write it. Yeah, but I waited 30 seconds and you wrote what I was going to put. <laughs> so I was just sat there for no reason. <laughs> Although then I did have the idea about 
four hours later, like, oh, I could just write all my stuff at the bottom, you write it at the top, and then we'll just mix it at the end. Yeah, well, eventually you did that. Yeah. But for anyway, everybody, three. Yeah, but before we get onto that, for everybody listening, as you know, Chippy every week complains that I don't put enough into this word doc. And the one time I actually get, get I think, oh, do you know what? I'm going to put some stuff in. Oh, no, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that, Gubner. I've deleted <laughs> a lot of crap that you put on there today as well. Well, you shouldn't have. Well, there was a lot of rubbish. There wasn't. It was adequate There points. was. We'd have been here for about eight hours talking about the stuff that you put in. Not wrong with that. <laughs> anyway, Moto3. Moto3, okay. Um, KTM's again. Brilliant start. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. They, they did. They obviously got up there straight away. They didn't finish that well, though, did they? Didn't Rueda have a crash? No, I mean, Holgado. Hol- I believe Holgado did, didn't he? Where did he finish? Did he not have a penalty? Didn't they both get penalties? I can't remember now. There was a lot of hitting track track limits again in Moto2. It's a thing, I should have written it down. But I didn't. Um, I wasn't working, my defence. Yeah, yeah you were. Um, I will mention uh, what's... So, David Salvador. Yes. He had a really, really bad high side. Did you see the replay of that? Yeah, it looked nasty. I mean, he did a full-on somersault. Yeah. Um, Luckily, he landed on his feet. Um, he did get stretched out there, but um, I've not any updates from him. Let me just have no. and see if there's any updates. No, there is no, there is no updates. But um, I'm, I'm, I hope it's okay. I'm sure he will be. But oh, God, it was yeah. a hell of a high side. It was really nasty to watch. Obviously, our uh, our lass, you know, Ada Carrasco did well, you know, back at the back. Did she? <laughs> Did she really? Did she do well? Where did she finish, Ash? Twenty second, I think. Twenty second. Is that that's out the points, isn't it? But it's only seven places off. It's still zero points. Please, so, Anna, you, get a point. Have you looked at your blood donation uh, website? No, I haven't. I can send you a link. Oh, can, can you book an appointment oh, right, on okay. there? Season's not over yet, sunshine. It's only just started. Hmm. Mm, you never. Well, know. Uh, Ivan Ortola. He got his second win in a row, which I would never have picked him for the, the start of the season to be a title contender. But No, I wouldn't have either. You've got to say, he's second win in a row, he's, he's probably going to be putting himself up there. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. very early days yet, and, it, you know. But he, he, might was, not, he was but scrapping I, really well with uh, Holgado and Onchu at the very start. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, Moto 3 is Moto 3, isn't it? They're always scrapping. And that's yeah. why at the start of a race, with Moto Three, you think, "Oh yeah, yeah, he's doing really well." But it's like that can all change so quickly. Yeah, because of the power on them two fifties, they need people slipstream. Yeah, they um, do. and uh, it can all change. And that's what I love about Moto Three; it's always really scrappy. Yeah, it's proper racing. Yamanaka had a, a bit of a. Did you see him have a bit of a bitch fit on his bike? Yeah, what happened with that? So I, I believe was, I was a bit busy at that point. He, um, at first, I reckon uh, he thought his gear lever was broken because he was right. looking down at it, um, down at his gear lever, and he was smacking his bike. And I was thinking, oh no, his gear lever's gone. But then, and then I thought that was him out of the race. But then, as I was watching the Moto Three further on, I saw he was back, like sort of fighting for a place. I'm thinking, oh, he must have just maybe slipped on his gear lever. Mm. Um. Which is obviously crap when that happens. I mean, it happened to, uh, but it didn't slip. But 
Pedro Acosta last meet he uh, he put it into neutral didn't he um, and it, it can be easily done it can be yeah. really easily done when you're changing gear um, but I always I always thought they had quick shifters on these bikes I've no idea I don't know how bikes work I'm just not watching they do have quick shifters on them so it's but then I suppose if your foot slips off it you can't really help it Mm. Um, like I say there was a lot of uh, people hitting track limits yep there was a couple of crashes Uh, Kato Toba he crashed out yeah and uh, am I saying this right because I'm always shy at saying it Colin Vigier Via Via <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, the vision. <laughs> uh, uh, via, uh, he crashed out, but he managed to rejoin. Luckily, yeah. Um, but the Spanish uh, John McPhee got a podium. Mm. What? What? What's his Juan... Spanish name? Juan <laughs> McPhee. Juan McPhee. Yes. Ah, Juan McPhee. <laughs> yes, Jaume Messier. Yeah, he got got a podium. I was quite chuffed with him because I picked him to win the weekend. I can't remember who Sam said. I think it was Anna Carrasco or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Scott Ogden finished 12th. Keeping a look out for the Brits. And Josh Watley 24th, which I don't think he'll be too happy with. No. Um, but but he's new. You know, you know he's, he needs well, time he's to been settle in. It about, well, he's, he was in it last year. He's had a whole year mm. and a bit now to settle in. But I don't know. I, th- I think he needs to start improving soon. But he's a young lad. They see potential in him. What do I know? I don't know anything. <laughs> we know nothing. <laughs> yes, but uh, Joel Kelso was back. Ah, did he open his eyes this time? I think he must have gone to Specsavers because <laughs> he didn't run into anybody this time. And Sam isn't here to defend him, so no. <laughs> <laughs> it's our podcast now, Sam. I'm the captain now, Joel Kelso. Yes. <laughs> Oh dear. So there's, I've got nothing much else to talk about on Moto. That's 3, all really. I've got for Moto Three. But it was it was good. I enjoyed it. It was the right race. Yeah. I'd probably say out of all the races this weekend, it was probably the my least favorite. I don't. I, I don't know. My least favorite is that the is that the words to use? Mm. It, was, it was good. I enjoyed it. It's scrappy. Yeah. But it always is in Moto Three, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Moto Two then, shall we? Yes. Now I didn't make many notes on this because we were arguing quite a lot. Yeah, um, I, I made a few. I'm, uh, I'm gutted I missed qualifying because I saw Jake Dixon and Sam Lowe's are both on the front row. Yes. If I'd known that was going to happen, I'd have watched it. Um, it was nice to see uh, Jake and, and Sam qualifying up on the front row. Um, and it was nice to see them complete a warm-up lap. Yeah, no Brits <laughs> fell off this weekend on a warm-up lap. Um, I'm completely joking. That was awful. <laughs> you know, that was uh, awful the whole week when that happened. Uh, sorry, Jake. Yeah, that shouldn't be happening, really, should it? It shouldn't, no. But obviously, all was well this week, um, and I'm yes. obviously glad he he managed to get round. Um, yes. So obviously, uh, I think you deserve uh, to give somebody an apology, Chippy. I owe an apology, don't I? This I think is you do. more Sam's orders that I owe an apology. But I would, Sam I Lowe's. think I would have said it this as well if Sam hadn't told you. Yeah, because was it last week that I said that Sam Lowe's needs to retire or go to World Superbikes or you even did. British Superbikes? Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> But obviously he had a good weekend. He uh, he got pole position and he won the race. I don't know if he got the fastest lap. I didn't check that. But uh, yeah, he had a brilliant weekend. Um, 
beat everybody. Even Pedro Costa was like, that guy is fast. Yeah. So if you're listening, Sam, which <laughs> Sam Lowe's this is, which I highly <laughs> doubt you are, I'm very sorry. <laughs> uh, oh, and sorry. I'm glad you won. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely so happy you won. I am. Uh, I, I was... It was a bit nerve-wracking, though, wasn't it? Oh, God. Like, towards the end, I was thinking, do not spin it. it. Do not spin it. three laps to go. <laughs> I'm thinking... And you're just thinking, yeah. You know, I was sat there but... like with just my elbow on my knee and my head in my hand and just watching it with one eye. Yeah. <laughs> just absolutely I was just thinking breaking if... myself. <laughs> if you knew Pedro Costa was behind you... Yeah. Y- y- yeah, I, I mean, you can't relax, can you? I was but he had a fair old gap on him, though. He did, and it was growing, wasn't it? It, it was, was growing. I mean, he, he had a few slip-ups where Pedro managed to catch up, because obviously yeah. Pedro's very consistent. Um, mm. But, yeah, he, he 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 made that gap towards the end. It was quite a big gap over the line. Yeah. And I bet... Yeah, he, um, he did well. Pedro, yeah, like I say, Pedro's in that guy's fast. Um, we've put on there, could he be a title contender? Now, I don't think so. Personally, he could be if he can keep that up. But I don't, this he's is got the thing. a little I bit to make up. I now. don't think he will. It's that consistency, isn't it? It can is. Can he keep it up for a whole season? I'd, and it, obviously, we know that Sam Lowe's is famously good at going around that track. He still holds the lap record. Yeah. In Moto Two, um, I'd, I'd like to say yes because obviously I always want to see the Brits do well, but. I genuinely don't think he's going to be a title contender because I don't think he can do that every race. No. I'd love him him to. I would be absolutely over the moon if he could. Yeah. I just don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I'm just going to have a look here now at the championship standings. He is currently uh, 31 points behind Pedro Costa already. I know it's not a massive it's gap. It's not massive. I mean, obviously, if, if Pedro was to come off and he was to win again, then he'd be yeah, know, he'd, he'd be fighting again. I mean, where is, where is the next meet? Oh, it's in um, Le Mans. Oh, of course it is. French one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah French GP. Uh, I mean, I don't really know massively how well Sam goes around there. but he Didn't he win it? Because it was a couple of years ago. It was uh, him and Jake Dixon were 1-2. Mm. And Jake was on for his first ever win, and then he, I think it's coming out the last corner, he just lost the front. And oh, I think that's like the closest shame. Jake Dixon has ever got to winning. Yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he goes well around there, because th- that's the race I remember anyway. They were both at the front, and I was thinking, this this is it. British yeah. one, two. I mean. But yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed. Hopefully, if he goes well I really there. hope he does. I, I would love to see, like, obviously, one of the lads from the UK do really well I always want yeah. them to but we'll see I, I'm not thinking he's going to be but let's let's just see um, but, I mean his, his teammate Tony Arbolino is also on the same points as Pedro Costa he is and the I'd like to see 74 aren't they yeah I'd like to see at the end of the season Sam Lowe's ahead of Arbolino I don't think it will happen but mm. <clears throat> I think he'd do himself a lot of favours if he was yeah I, I agree that's weird, we're agreeing. Um, yes. Disappointing start for Jake Dixon. Obviously, he was up there. He was up there, qualified really well. Um, mm-hmm. But at the very start, he seemed to have got cut off on that first corner and he must have like let them through, 
went mm. back to like eighth position, managed to claw his way back to six, finished in six, uh, which I still think is an all right finish for him, considering. Um, but he could have performed mm. better. Yeah, he could have performed. I better. mean, because I was expecting, I, I was expecting a podium from Jake really. I mean, I haven't got Sam's thoughts on this, but I know that me and Sam are going to agree yeah. that he should have done a lot better. Because a podium is what he should have got a minimum, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he should have. He, I, I was expecting him to get a podium. I was expecting Sam and Jake up there. Yeah, he needs to be performing better in the races. I mean, his team won't get rid of him because he's, he's probably their number one rider. But mm. if he had someone like Arbelino as his teammate... I think he'd be massively under pressure. Yeah. And he needs to, in the races, he needs to, and I don't want to upset the Jake Dixon fan club because obviously we don't know how much sacrifice he makes and how much effort he puts in and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, obviously, I, I, I agree. Do you know what? Usually we don't agree on stuff with Jake Dixon, but I agree with you. Yeah. I think he should have definitely been up perform. there on the podium, at least third. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, he did well to get it back. To he six. did well. He did well to claw it back to six, but he qualified but he so have well. Lost it in, yeah, he shouldn't have lost it in the first place. Um, obviously, hope again. I'm hoping that Jake does really well for the rest of the season. Um, mm. Hoping that he can do really well in France. Um, yes, and hopefully we can see a bit more consistency from him. Yeah. In getting up to that podium because he has got it in him. He has got it in him. I think everybody knows he's got it in him. It's yeah. just and he knows he's it. got it in him. Yeah. And once uh, he's got that first one and the pressure's off, hmm. it'll be. Yeah, I think it'll take a lot of the pressure off. Who do you think's going to win Moto Two? I know obviously we did our predictions, but realistically, now that we've honestly, started, honestly, I, I think it's going to be Pedro Costa. Yeah, I do as well. <laughs> I think it's his consistency that's going to win it. But now, with KTM doing so well in GP, I think it'd be great for Pedro to go to KTM. Yeah, last week I said about he should go on like the uh, Pramat Ducati. Mm. But now, I mean, if KTM can keep this up, he'd be stupid not to go there. Maybe, I think he'd be doing really well on a KTM. Yeah. And it'd be quite, I like I would. say, I, I quite like the idea of him all going through on all KTMs. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Red Bull rookies, uh, all the way to MotoGP, mm-hmm. Red Bull KTM. Obviously, yeah, we nice. love the Brits to do well, and we want them to do well. But Pedro is is awesome. Yeah, of course he is. He's Spanish, and he, he's on two wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it just happens, doesn't it? Yes. Um, obviously, we were speaking about um, Takanakagami in the sprint race, and we were also speaking about um, Ayagora. Yes. Who unfortunately crashed out. He's not had a good start to the season, has he? He has Broken bones or something. He missed the first couple of races. Because you were saying that um, LCR offered him a ride, didn't they? Yeah, apparently they offered him a ride for this year. And he turned it down because I think he he either wanted to win the championship or he just wanted another season in Moto2. A fair play to him. Because I I think that's a very Yeah, I think a lot of people would have just gone, yeah, screw it, I'll go to MotoGP. But um, now I'm thinking because he's he's already a lot of points behind in the championship. Should he have just taken that chance to go to MotoGP while he could? Maybe because I mean, even at the end of this season, 
if he doesn't perform, it's not even a guarantee they'll want him next. I mean, it's more than likely that they will, but well, yeah, because some they... Chantra as well. If he finished higher in the standings, would they want him instead? Um, well, yeah, but I wonder where. Do you reckon Takanakagami would retire, or do you think he'd go somewhere else? Nah, he's. he's Could still... you see him going to World I, I Supers? Maybe. Maybe, but I don't think it'd be on a good bike. It'd be on a Honda. Well, I don't think it necessarily would. Wouldn't surprise me if he replaced uh, Tom, Sykes Tom Sykes on the Pichetti, on the, <laughs> yeah. on the dreaded Pichetti Kawasaki. Yeah, but it'd be a team like that, I think, or even uh, Japanese bike Taz that McKenzie's in that that Honda that uh, Taz McKenzie's on. Not obviously mm. not the Supersport edition, but that team Patronus Honda, whatever they're known as. Yeah, uh, maybe there. Don't know, but mm. he, he's. I think he's still quite young. He's still got a few years left in him. How old is he? And, oh, without googling, I don't think we know, would we? No, I'm going to guess 26, but I'm going to google it. Hmm. He's 31. Actually, he's older than I thought he would be. Hmm. Well, he's um, older than Marquez, isn't he? Marquez is 30, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, hmm. pretty sure he is. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's uh, sort of sums it up for Moto Two, doesn't it? Really. That does. Um, there was uh, Vietti crashed out though. Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah, it was towards the end. Mm. I think um, so. It's a shame for him, but um, obviously he's not fighting for a podium. So yes, is what it is. But the main race, the main race, and I really enjoyed the main race. You did. I, mean, I thought it was good. I wouldn't say it was the best race, but it was it was certainly a good race. Oh, I thought it was really good towards the end. I was thinking, come on, come on. <laughs> maybe it's because I was at work. Maybe that's why I wasn't enjoying it yeah, as much. Yeah, maybe. No, I was on the edge of my seat for the last race. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Mm. Um, did I make notes? Yeah, Bang Nia won. I made notes for this one. Oh, yeah, I did make notes. For it. I, did, I made notes on the uh, thingy, didn't I? Um, yes. Yeah, uh, Bang Nia, uh, first place, but only just... Only just. I mean, he he like I was saying, uh, he was clever. I would say he managed to yeah. sort of save his tires. Sat patiently behind. Well, I'll say patiently. He was still keeping up with Brad Binder, who was yeah. in first for pretty much most of the race. Um, but Binder just chewed them tires up a bit too much. Mm. And obviously, when it got to, I think it was lap five, that's when Bagnaia made his move, got past him. Uh, but yeah. Binder was staying with him regardless. I mean, to say he'd yeah, really yeah. worn out his tyres, he was really pushing it. And towards the end, I was thinking, bloody hell, is he actually going to go for it on these corners? Yeah, I thought it was going to get him back. But it, I reckon if he'd have pushed it too a little bit harder on them corners, he probably would have wiped both of them out. Yes. Um, regardless, though, Binder, oh my God, what, what a ride. I know Bagnaia won, and he obviously, great, great for him. Uh, I, I like Bagnaia. I'm glad he did well. But for me, the winner there was Brad Binder. <laughs> yeah, he he was the rider of the weekend, wasn't he? He what was. Weekend he had. He was so good. Um, and obviously, his teammate Jack Miller took third. Um, yeah. Nice to see him on the podium and took both KTM's on the podium. Mm. I mean, that's Shane Pedrosa didn't get it. I know how good how two, good would that have been? <laughs> 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 that would have been awesome. Um, yeah, but no, it was uh, towards the end. It was so good. I was really enjoying it. Quattararo, ah, I feel for the lad. What a nightmare of a season he's having. Oh God, 
I mean, it's it's just unbelievable, isn't it? See, I really like him. I think he's brilliant. I really like the way he rides, but Yamaha needs to do something. It's that bike. It's the bike, innit? It's got to be, because Quattararo is usually quite consistent. Yeah, I know they said they've given him more power and they've sorted the bike out over winter, but everybody's got more power. Everybody's got a better bike than last year. And they've just made a bigger step than Yamaha. Yeah. They haven't made a big enough step. And obviously, unfortunately, when Quattararo went down, he took out Oliveira. Yeah. And who... Yeah, it was obviously only just come back. Yeah, and it looked a nasty injury that, didn't it? Yeah, and he was getting stretched into the back of the ambulance when he? he was holding his arm up. Um, yeah, which we saw on the cameras again. Again, yeah, receiving yeah, treatment. Showing replay of. Cheers for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really think these guys should start listening and taking tips. Yeah. You know, bloody hell! Stop I mean, everyone's saying it. They they shouldn't be showing it, but they do. Anyway. They do, do and we, we can't exactly with. stop them. We're a podcast with about three listeners, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was a real shame for both of them, and obviously Quattararo, God, uh, he must be absolutely kicking himself for re-signing with Yamaha. Yeah. I What's mean, he, he, could have, he could have gone, I know, but I reckon if he'd had the option, he could have gone to some different rides. Yeah, possibly. If he hadn't possibly gone with Yamaha. Gone to KTM, maybe, I don't know. Because obviously he's been a world champion. Mm. I, I mean, what what would you do? Say if you were Joanne Mir, right at the end of last season, your team pulled out Suzuki. Would yeah. you rather go to an underperforming Repsol Honda where you're just going to struggle, or would you rather go to World Superbikes on, say, Kawasaki or Ducati? See, the thing is with Joanne Mir is he won that championship, mm. and because he's done that. I think he obviously feels that he needs to stay in MotoGP because he has another yeah. shot at it. Um, I, d- I don't know what to say about Mir because he is a good rider, but it, that Honda is terrible at the moment. Yeah, and I think to be he- honest, I think if if you ever make the step to World Superbikes, it is going to be very difficult to come back to MotoGP. Yeah, definitely. So I think he has made the right choice of going to Repsol Honda. And if that bike suddenly they do find something and make it really good, he's he's made a really good decision. But I don't know. I can't see it. Yeah, he's just he's he's having such a mare with it. He's, he's kind of like the same. It's like Quattararo. He's in the same position as him in Yamaha. Yeah. Um, good rider on the wrong bike. Yeah. And unfortunately, until they sort it out, they're not gonna get anywhere. Hmm. I'd say at the moment, yeah, Repsol is probably the worst bike on the grid. Yeah. In MotoGP at the moment. Yeah. I never thought I'd say that. that. Never thought I'd say that in a million years. But there you go. Um, Zarco, obviously Sam will be upset that Zarco uh, crashed out. Yeah. Um, And uh, I was gutted to see Buzeki crash out as well. Because he was championship leader and that. Obviously, I'm a bit biased because he's come through. He didn't the, have a very good weekend, did he? No, he's come through the Viasics Academy and he was doing so well. But I think he'll bounce back, though. I don't think this will affect him. Yeah, he's a young lad. He'll, yeah, he, he'll bounce I back. think it'll be fine. Um, and Alex Rins as well. He crashed, he crashed out, out, but then he rejoined for a little bit and then he must have retired because it said on the screen that he rejoined. 
and then later yeah. on in the race, I seen at the bottom it said Rins out. So he must have had a problem with his bike or something. Ah, oh, right. I didn't notice that. It must have been working. Yeah, it did say rejoined, and then later on it was like out. I was like, ah, he must have just come off because it, his bike wasn't right. Mm. Um. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Yeah. I was just reading the doco there. Uh, Bagnaya with that move on Miller. It that, was a bit, a bit aggressive, wasn't it? It was aggressive, but at the same time, I don't think he deserved the penalty for it. No, the stewards had a nightmare. I think this weekend I don't, they, they were they ridiculous. Just seemed to be like every little nitpick thing. They were just, they were just giving penalties out left, right, and centre. Um, yeah, because obviously it happened. He put his hand up, apologised. Miller obviously gave him a bit of a. I don't know, it looked like a wanker sign or something, I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, he wasn't happy about it, but um, then it was, I think, a couple, was it a couple of laps after? They were like, oh, it's come up on the screen, bang, now yeah, long lap penalty. What? Uh, I, th- I think he just had to drop one position. I oh, was that what it lap. was? So it wasn't long yeah, lap? Yeah, yeah, just to drop one position. Yeah. But even then, that's ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, it Well, yes, it was. there was contact there, but it wasn't like... It wasn't like Marquez contact wiping somebody out. Yeah, it it was just a little bit of a oh sorry mate, that's racing. Yeah, and that's that's anyway. He got he had to move was, that position. What was Quattararo's penalty for originally? So because he had his double pe- long lap, didn't he? But his what penalty. Was that for? He had a nudge with somebody. I can't remember who it was for the life of me. He had a nudge no, with somebody. I can't. And but apparently it was exactly the same as Morbidelli's, exactly the same incident. Morbidelli could appeal his penalty, but Quattararo couldn't. But it was literally exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, and it was. There was no consistency there, and I honestly am beginning to think the stewards are just doing this sort of deliberately. You know, like in F one when they try to be a bit controversial to get people talking, to get people interested. Mm. I've got a horrible feeling. MotoGP's going down that route to try and get more fans in. See, I don't really watch F1, F1, so I'm not sure what they're doing it. But No, I don't either. But from when I used to watch it, I swear a lot of the time they were just making things up just to get people talking and being controversial. And I'm oh, so no. worried that MotoGP's going down that route. Yeah, well, they better not, because that would be just stupid. Uh, None I, of the fans want it. No, and I think the, the, the stewards need a, fucking, a good shake and they need to be... They can't be as, as harsh as that. And we'll obviously yeah. move on to the... We were talking about Quattararo and his long lap penalty. Okay, so he got that. Mm. He got another long lap penalty because as he was coming out of the long lap penalty lane, his back tyre went over the track limits. I think yes. that's too harsh because he was actually looking at the bikes coming past so he could come out of that lane and slot in to the race, which is the same yeah. thing to do. I get that, and I do sort of agree, but at the same time, you can you can see where to rejoin. Yeah, but, but you can still glance you at where you go. deserved another long lap penalty for that? Well, by the letter of the law, he didn't stay within the track limits on his long lap penalty. But his back tyre went in it, into it for literally half a second. Yeah, I know, but it's that half a second that makes a difference. Half a second's a long time in racing. No, nah, so I, think, I, I yeah, don't think he, he, he deserved that. 
No, I, th- I think they were right to give him another long lap penalty. But at the same time, it is harsh because he was looking to see where it was safe to rejoin. But he should have probably just got his positioning right before he looked. Mm. I think, personally. Uh, I think that was far, far too harsh. I mean, I'm sure most people agree with you and not me on that one. I but. mean, when you look at the the width of the tyre, it was pretty much like halfway as well. It wasn't even fully in it. Like, yeah. Oh god, it really, really annoyed me that because I thought he's had an absolute—he's having such a crap time. He had that long lap penalty to do, and then all of a sudden, oh, you're going to get another one, mate, because you literally just like put a cock hair in in the fucking track limits as you were yeah. safely departing the long lap penalty lane to get in. I think it was yes. a bit too harsh. Yeah, and I'd be raging if I was Quattararo. Absolutely raging. <laughs> Yes. But there you go. Um, so yeah, as we keep saying, KTM's were so impressive. They're, I'm really, really impressed with the KTM's. Are you having a, like a KTM fantasy at the minute? Are you? I, 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 do you know what? It's because KTM have always notoriously been king of the dirt. They have yeah. always been the bike to have if you're scrambling. Um, obviously. I think some of the KTM engines go into speedway bikes as well, but they've always been king of the dirt. Mm. And to see them actually doing so well on the road now is really, really nice in a way. Because, yeah. like I say, they they've, they've, they have struggled KTM's in MotoGP, mm. and to get yeah. to where they are now and this year, the way they're performing, it's just re- I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, and I love the I way the bikes you've... look as well. I do oh, love I'm the look. Of, I really like the look of the Red Bull KTM's mm. with the touches of orange. Disagree on, on that one. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, if I got a KTM RC8, which is pretty much the yeah, it's like the only road bike for KTM, which is like a sort of the fully performance bike, I would mm. have it with the livery that they've got. Because I think it just look awesome. <laughs> No, 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 no. No, no, why Why not? I mean, it's not a bad livery, but it's not... It's more a Red Bull. I mean, if you look in... I don't want to keep going back to Formula 1 because I don't even watch it, but I've seen the Red Bull uh, cars in Formula 1, and they look very similar. Yeah, obviously they're going to... It's, it's mainly the Red Bull colours that you're looking at, not so much KTM. Ah, but you've I mean, got some... More orange in it, I suppose. Cheeky little orange in there, you know. <laughs> mm, I'm still not a massive fan. Hmm. Um, I, I, but I, obviously, this race, I was really expecting the Spanish riders would be dominating. Yeah, all I was weekend to hear the national, uh, the Spanish national anthem all weekend. Yeah, I was as well. <laughs> and to be able to hear our national anthem, yeah, and it's been a while. And Italian. It's been it's been a long time. Um, yeah, and it was really nice to hear. It was. Uh, Really nice to see the much loved riders within yes. the reach, even within the reach of the podium. It was good. Mm. Yeah, no, I, was, I was quite pleased it wasn't just Spanish, Spanish, Spanish. Because it usually is. Yeah. Chuck the odd Italian in there. <laughs> yeah. Usually at the end of the weekend, I'm sick of the Spanish national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> I've just, yeah. I've just seen your cursor move on there. I just laughed. Yeah, um, so I've just noticed this last <laughs> bit here, which... 
Um, in the last lap, Maverick Vinales had a bit of a bit of a mare. I yeah, I didn't see he it. You didn't see it, so he looked down he at his bike, at and uh, apparently it was possible chain snapping. Oh, which you wouldn't have thought would be happening in a race. No, not at this level. Hmm. So, well, we'll maybe see something come out of that. Um, obviously, hopefully it'll be in the news, whatever actually happened. Yes. But yeah, chain snapping is considering they're like a new chain. Yeah. Obviously, it could have been a fault with the chain. That company's obviously losing business, but there you go. <laughs> if it was. Um, let's go back to Brad Binder then. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Well, he was just so impressive, but we're going to go back to him. Do you think... Is this a Brad Binder podcast? No. It's just obviously, you know, because obviously he's he's up there with points now. You know, he's, yeah. he's there. Do you think he is a contender for the MotoGP title? Well, you've got to say he is. I mean, he's, he's in third position, and there's... Bezeki's three points ahead of him. I think he'll finish higher than Bezeki. Do you reckon? But I reckon he will, but he's still like 25 points off Bangnaya. Hmm. But then that's only one race. That is only one it. race. And to be fair, Bangnaya has got a habit of going down hmm. when the pressure's on. Brad Binder's fairly solid. You don't see him crash that often. If he If he can finish consistently well, I think he'll be a title contender. It's the consistency he needs. Yeah, I, well, but uh, to be honest, no, I I think they've got it now. But there's no reason why he can't. No, I mean he's got the best teammate he'll ever have. It will help him out no end. Yeah, he's got the best test rider, and he's probably on the best that that KTM has ever been. This is probably the best chance he's got of the MotoGP title. As long as he can keep it consistent, I think he'll be okay. Yeah, no silly mistakes, and have a bit of good luck as well. Hmm. Do you reckon that weird <laughs> rear arrow thing is actually doing anything for the KTM? Uh, because it's the be only it's the only one now that has the it dodgy looks weird. sort of. It's got yeah. the it's the one that we first saw on, on um, Quattararo's bike, but sort of modified. Yeah. Because um, Quattararo doesn't even have a, have a wing on the back anymore. Mm. Do you reckon it's helping? Well, I mean, it must be doing something because of how well they're doing but I mean it, it it just looks ridiculous. It's got some some sort of alien technology making the KTM's <laughs> class. <laughs> yeah. Well it's yeah. um we'll, we we shall see. Mm. Really, I'm just we? looking at the standings here that Maverick Vinales is the highest Spaniard in the standings at the minute and he's fifth. Bloody hell. It's quite nice to see no Spanish in the top, and and this is what really? I mean, and this is what I don't get about you being so gutted about Marquez. Because if Marquez well, no, I mean, was if on Marquez form, was there. if Marquez no, was on form, he'd be ten seconds ahead of everybody else. Yeah, but I still no, I'd, I'd like that. But it's more interesting. He's still ahead of Joan Mir. It's it's just more interesting though. I I just find it so boring when Marquez would check out. I understand what you're saying, but I'd still like to see. If Marquez came back and just started winning, I would love it. Yeah, but you're a die-hard fucking Marquez fan, aren't you? So. I didn't say I'm die-hard, I'm just saying I like you Marquez. Are. You absolutely bum him, but there you go. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. <laughs> Rossi. <laughs> anyway. 
Yeah, so that's basically covers the MotoGP. Then I really thoroughly it enjoyed it. I would I would say that this is probably my favorite GP so far. Yeah, this season. Yeah, probably. It was really really good. Considering it's Jerez as well, and I always just think Jerez just a boring Spanish track. Hmm. Um, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, and we look forward to obviously France in a couple of weeks' time. Hmm. So now we've just got a bit of BSB to catch up on. Right, well, uh, you uh, you can take lead on this because I haven't really watched much of it. So I'll, I'll, I'll just go over it quickly. Um, so obviously in Spain it was like 50 degrees for the tyres. I flipped over to the BSB and it was cold and wet, raining at Alton Park. So it's just complete opposite. Uh, I watched the qualifying. Josh Brooks was on pole and Storm Stacy got on the front row, uh, which was really nice to see. Yeah. Um, but the race itself, Jason O'Halloran had a really strange high side. Uh, I can't remember which corner he came out of, but it was... I don't even know if it was really a high side, to be honest. It looked like a high side, but yeah. Um, he's not had a great start to the season. I think he'd have wanted a better one. Hmm. Uh, I mean, it's not terrible, but it's he'd have wanted a better start to the season than that. Uh, impressed with Leon Haslam again. Well, I was watching second. the... Um, I was obviously... I, I did catch some of it. And I was looking at the uh, the standards of the championship, and Leon Asselm's in sixth. Yeah. Which is a lot better than I thought he would do. Yeah, same. Considering he's on the BMW. Mm. So and they've only just made that team. Yeah, it was nice to see that. Yeah. And Josh Brooks won again. I think he's going to be the favourite for the title. Oh, that will, that'll please you then. I like Josh Brooks. <laughs> I like seeing him up there. I just don't want him to win the title because I'd rather a Brit win it, as you well know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was impressed with Tommy Bridewell as well because he made up 10 places. He didn't qualify that well. But he hell. made up 10 places from his starting position. Um, I like Tommy Bridewell. I really want him to win the championship. How did um, how did Hawk Racing get on? And uh, obviously, um, Dunlop was with him month as well for Hawk Racing. Yeah, I think he's uh, getting warmed up for the road oh, racing. It's a shame we couldn't have gone to Alton Park, really. We could have met Dunlop. So Charlie Nesbitt came 11th. Uh, Josh Owen 16th. 11th is all right. Yeah. And Michael Dunlop uh, DNF'd. Yeah, he, I, I did see that he retired, didn't he? Mm. Did he pull in or did he crash? I'm not sure. I just, I just seen that he... DNF on the, on the screen. Yeah, we should have gone to Alton Park. Nah, Danny Kemp finished sixteenth. Uh, sorry, fifteenth. I'm sure you meet him another time. Might be not kill. You never know. We could have stuck a big bad bike show stick on his bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sponsoring so Michael Dunlop. Fifteenth. <laughs> Who finished fifteenth? Uh, Danny Kemp. He was near the front when I saw him. Mm. Yeah, obviously something went wrong. Um, yeah. And Glenn Irwin got third. Yeah, oh, he's he's my favourite for winning it. He's not not getting well. He's mm. third in the championship, though, isn't he? Yes. Is and he I still third? It... Well, with 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 Brooks and Haslam coming first and second, he probably is. If Irwin got third, I was third in that race, but oh, he's second, second in the championship, joint second with Tommy Bridewell. Oh, right, okay. Mm. I did see when they were um, starting the race, though, there was a lot of. There were some people on wets and some people on slicks because it was starting to dry out. Yeah. After the um, was it the Superstock? Uh, the juniors. 
Yeah, Junior Superstock. I think yeah, the Junior Superstock, they went out and it was actually quite wet. And then yes. when they all went out, it really started to dry up. So there was a lot of people on slicks, which I was thinking, mm, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Um, mm. I would have definitely been out on wets on that track, I think. Yes. It was soaking. Mm. Yeah, then we had an early red flag in the uh, BSB race for the rain. Mm. Um, which is a bit of a shame. I think there's only like a couple of laps left anyway, but yeah, it's a bit of a shame there. Had to finish with a red flag. Well, don't <clears> but obviously that's all we've got because yeah, because yes. uh, we've only had qualifying in the sprint race today. It's so. a race tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, two races tomorrow, and all the other classes, British Supersport, Superstop yeah. Thousand. I caught a bit so of the uh, the BMW Eight Hundred. Um, I don't bother watching it. Which I know you're not keen on it, but the bikes looked awesome. No. Look pretty mm. cool. Um, so yeah, that covers BSB, as, as Chippy has said. Um, the races aren't actually until tomorrow. Um, I'm actually a bit busy tomorrow. I'm probably not going to catch him. Um, and I'll you... probably have to catch it up at work because Nicola's off tomorrow, so I'm going to have to. Oh, is she? Walk, yeah, walk the dog or something with her, or. Oh, you're know. gonna have to. See, so not that you want to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to. <laughs> definitely don't want to. Um, so we may as well move on to uh, next week then. Uh, what yes. we're going to be, what's going to be happening next week, which is the World Superbikes in Catalonia, and the Northwest 200. Um, mm. World Superbikes. Uh, my prediction is probably going to be. <laughs> Let me guess. I bet we've both got the same prediction. I reckon we have. What are you going for first? Uh, for the superbike, I think I might go with Alvaro Bautista you know to what? win. I think I will as well. Uh, second yeah. place, I'm probably going to go Johnny Ray. Yeah, yeah. Well, either him or Top Rack. And then third, Top Rack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as Super we was... Sport. Oof. Super Sport. Belega, probably, for Ducati. 100%. I'll go for him to yeah. win. <laughs> <laughs> As we were saying and last Super week, Sport 300, um, I'm going to clue. We're, we do like watching the World Superbikes, but it is getting very samey samey. Uh, it yes. seems to be the same people winning, um, which can get a little bit boring. But I do yeah. like watching the bikes because I like seeing Unless the it's Matt Marquez. Yeah. No, not Matt Marquez. Um, <laughs> we can't really cover the Northwest 200 that much. We would have been better off having Sam here for that. Um, yeah, because neither of us really know much about road no, racing. To be I honest. know that I want to go and watch it at some point. Yeah, I'll only go. Um, in fact, uh, Deb McKee that we mentioned last week, his house is on the track. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. Isn't it? He's yeah. literally on the track. He said, so he literally yeah. just had to go in his go in his garden. He can watch the bikes. Yeah, well, sweet talk him, sweet talk him, and then we'll. Uh... Yeah, we'll get. We'll, we'll get actually, you might be listening to this. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, so yeah. Debs, I mean, we're coming to the Northwest yeah. 200, and we're going to stay at your house. I always <laughs> said he was my best mate. <laughs> what a guy! <laughs> um, and the other thing uh, we can look forward to next week is the uh, the King's coronation. Mm. And the only reason I'm looking forward to it really is because we get a day off. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do. I'm I'm in work. Yeah, well, that sucks to be you, but... Uh, yeah, it does a bit. Cheers, cheers, our big Charles dog, for the day off. I'm loving that. It's two bank holidays in a row I'm working. That's, that's not very... Oh, don't cry. It's just not cricket. <laughs> just not cricket. I fucking hate cricket. Um, yeah, and so, obviously, it's the uh, King's Coronation. I'm probably going to watch it, to be fair. 
Yeah, I'll watch it definitely. It's it's going to be something special. It's one of them, isn't you it? You kind of kind of got to watch it. Yeah, even though they're spending absolutely billions of pounds doing it, but there you go. Well, I don't really know the ins and outs, of it, so I'm not going to comment. Other thing I'm looking forward to, obviously, it's not next week, but the uh, the Isle of Man TT coming up. Really, really looking forward to that. Um, mm. I'm going to be getting. You've bought the pass, haven't you? I'm going to be getting it. Yeah, it's the it's the uh, it's just called the TT Plus Pass, and I think it's 19.99, and you get all the live action on there and the. Um, it's on demand as well, so if you miss it, you can you can go mm. back and watch it a bit like with the Eurosport, the BT quid. Sport app. Say again, twenty quid. Yeah, but what well, I'm what I'm thinking not bad, is, is it really? Yeah, but what I'm thinking is obviously if I buy it and then you guys want to watch it on demand, you can just watch it, just log in, yeah, log probably. in, log in and watch it rather than watch it live. I don't think that's quite in the spirit of the TT Pass. <laughs> Probably not. But, um, <laughs> Just taking money away from the organisers. Because the only other way to watch it is you can watch it live and aired on ITV4. But the problem is, it's on at like midday. And it's during the week. It's not in the holidays. So yeah. it's difficult to watch it. It might be on like ITVX or whatever they call it now. Like ITV's iPad. I believe they are having it on ITVX, Yes. But uh, that's only if you you can only use that if you've got a TV license, and I don't need a TV license. I don't have one, so um, I've got one. Right. So what are you saying? I can have your login. Well, no. I mean, I can watch it. <laughs> oh right. Cheers. <laughs> oh yeah. There's right. me. Yeah, yeah. You can just have a login for me. TT Plus Pass, mate. I'll pay you twenty quid. Oh, I can't have your login for ITVX. No, you're not having my login for ITV. Oh, cheers. No, I don't. I don't share. Sorry. <laughs> I'll use yours, but you're not using mine. Oh, it's the same yeah. with food. Yeah. I'll always... I'll eat somebody else's, but nobody's allowed to eat my food. I'll kill them. I'll, honestly, I would go mental if somebody stole a slice of my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so, so going to steal some of your pizza one day. Oh, I swear to God, honestly. Do you know what? I had a fried egg once and somebody stabbed it, broke the yolk, and I was, it ruined my day. I was so angry. <laughs> and they pierced a hole in my yogurt pot. Before I was ready to eat it. You used to put salt in Marps' tea. <laughs> yeah, that but that was, was funny. really funny. <laughs> 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 we, used to, we used to nick packets of salt, didn't we? Just chubbing his tea. Yeah. <laughs> he kept drinking it, though. He was so stupid. He just kept drinking it. It was like, it tastes funny. <laughs> and then he'd just keep drinking it. And like, the whole thing would be gone. He'd be like, didn't taste right. Said, well, why, why did you drink it then? <laughs> Tastes like you've got three tablespoons full of salt in it. Yeah. Oh, God, I do miss that guy. I do as well. Um, what a guy. So, I suppose that sums it all up, doesn't it? It does, really. I mean, we've been recording for, like, just over an hour and a half. Yeah. And considering and... we're only one person less. Yeah. And let's face it, Sam can waffle. He can. <laughs> I mean, we have had a lot of news. We have, yeah. Uh, but I, do you know and... what? I think this has gone fairly well. It's gone fairly well, considering we haven't got Sam. I was really worried that it was just going to be... Like, we're just going to have I mean, loads of like, awkward silences. Yeah. I mean, people might have switched it off at the start when they realised that Sam weren't here. Yeah, probably. Or, this this might be the uh, might be the one episode that Big Dazzle doesn't listen to, because Sam isn't here. Yeah. Who knows? I can't wait for Sam's criticism of this. I, do you know what? I think he's actually quite going to like... I think he's going to like it. But obviously, I think he might uh, bits of it. Yeah. Well, obviously I'm going to have to plug the socials now and usually I cock this bit up, so let's try it. 
Yes. Um, so uh, thanks very much, everybody, for listening. If you've managed up to this point, uh, listening to me and Chippy waffle on about bikes, or at least try to. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at uh, podcast at bigbadbs.co.uk. We're also on YouTube. Just search up The Big Bad Bike Show. Uh, don't forget to hit like and subscribe, and then you won't miss any episodes. The Instagram page we have is The Big Bad Bike Show, uh, all with hyphens in between. And like I said before, uh, the very start, the best place to get in hold of us or to chat to us or even get involved is our facebook group the big bad bike show uh you can have a look at all our well you've you've can i just stop you there you've missed our twitter did i yeah you didn't say twitter you went straight from youtube to oh sorry yeah the twitter but does anybody actually use twitter so yeah the twitter no they don't actually at the big bad bs (laughs) and do you know what most of the time you won't even be able to find it because we can't (laughs) Um, you got Sam's Twitter there at Sober Gusano Uh, good luck finding that Um, my Instagram is the up north biker got some bits on there different pictures of bikes and uh, dogs uh, and landscapes (laughs) and Chippy's Twitter at C underscore Ballard 90 god I hate your Twitter name I'm sorry. I th- I'm pretty sure I can change it. I might change it. I think you point. should. It's really weird. Somebody can give me some suggestions or something good to s- change it to. Mm, I've got a few. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you have. So that's it from me and Chippy. All that's left to say now is goodbye and uh, good riding. Just sounds too cringy, Sam. I'm sorry. We're not going to say that. <laughs> so it's goodbye from me. Uh, see you later. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye.